Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hello, and welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I am Sarah Bivens, and with me is my husband, Matthew Bivens. What's up? What's up? Hey. Hola. Hola, senor. How are you? Bien. Yeah? Y tú? (laughs) Oh, cute. That's the extent. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that was it. Donde la biblioteca? El burro sabe más que tú. I learned that in like, I don't know, fifth grade, and I always remember it. Okay, solid. I'm yeah. sure all of our <laughs> Spanish listeners are appreciative <laughs> of your contribution. I did not mean to insult. No, no. Um. There's a lot of noise outside the house. It's a tad bit distracting. Yeah, they're building something yes. in our neighborhood. Yes, more construction. We commented on that in our last episode, but there's more construction. Um, well, I, it's actually, we recorded these at the same time. So it's the same construction. It's just... You blew it. I didn't want to reveal that. I know. We're doing a <laughs> we're double... Batching. Yeah, we're Yeah, uh, we're double fisting today. We have not done that in a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, let's be honest. We got to own that we have not been on our game for Saturday episodes. I own it. I yeah. own it. And we've used going out of town. We've used uh, just having yeah illnesses. And we've used just poor planning as excuses as to why we have not published our solo episodes on Saturday. And so... Apologies. Yeah. I mean, Santo. yeah, you know, we're working on tightening up. It's always a journey to like get on top of your game. And so... We did two. This episode is is number two of our solos for today. And that's great because we are going out of town again. Yes. (laughs) We were talking about that earlier today. We've been like... Traveling so much more this year than we ever thought we would. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, we kind of look at our finances and everything. We're like, okay, what travel do we know we want to do? Right. And I think we had one trip we knew we wanted to take. Yeah. One Disney World. Right. Right. (laughs) And we've gone on five road trip so far yeah. and we have one more coming up this weekend and then we're going to be traveling during the holidays mm-hmm. and 
it's just interesting. I mean, a lot of unexpected stuff, and mm-hmm. so I'm grateful. For I'm grateful sure. to be doing all this traveling, and and this weekend we're going to Charleston, which is cool. And um, Charleston has been hit by the hurricane now. When so the hurricane was what a couple days ago? Yeah, just before the weekend. Yeah, because it's Monday. What the seventeenth? Yes. Correct. So the hurricane was was coming through towards Friday. the end, like Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. So yeah. I've been doing some like kind of research and checking in on the state of things in Charleston. And Charleston seems to be mm-hmm. okay in terms of the Carolinas. I know further north, they got a lot of flooding and, yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah. So a lot of love and prayers to any listeners out there yep. who are living there or families. Um, I personally, we both have experienced, you know, the aftermath and effects of hurricanes i grew up in south florida near fort lauderdale miami we have I was alive loved during ones. andrew well, you know yeah we've had loved ones um you know affected in different ways and so i just i yeah hurricanes and all that stuff i i it's serious real. business yeah it's real and so even just, tropical storms yeah those are, absolutely those when it's like just a, so much rain it can still do just as much damage and flooding and all of that so anyway it's just um prayers thoughts love to yeah. all of you impacted by that and what's fascinating being now in in the birth world conversation things come up that you would have never thought of or or had awareness of until now. And what I mean by that is with things like natural disasters or things that are impacting, you know, areas like a hurricane would, things like women being able to get where they need to go to have their babies yeah. or midwives getting to their homes. Like I think in one of the previous hurricanes, you know, we saw, I saw a story that, you know, that circulated of a woman like rowboating herself to a birth, a midwife so that she could That's get, amazing. you know, there. And then things just like, you know, um, Breast milk, formula shortages or needs or things like that. Yeah. It's it's just stuff you, don't you think would about never it. think about. And, you know, it's it's very real. They're very real things to um, solve and complications to um, come up against when this stuff happens. So yeah, we feel for you. That. Absolutely. Because we know somebody right now has or, you know, over the past couple of days went into labor yeah. in the middle of the hurricane. And losing power and you have a newborn. Power. And yeah. It's just so. wild. We feel for you, and we're sending our love. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we'll be going to Charleston yes. this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. And so getting a couple episodes done for us as yeah. part of us planning ahead, yes. which feels great when we it do does. that. It does. And I'm you listen to shows, right? Sorry to interrupt you. You listen to shows, right, that you like they're talking about the, how they're recording multiple in a day. Like, oh, man, stuff you should know. Stuff you should know. They do it all the time. They'll say... You know, hey, well, you know, uh, it's great seeing you again. This is our, you know, like the double header of the day. Okay. And what's funny is sometimes they'll say, you know, like, hey, happy Friday. And, and the guy will respond and one will be like, I just, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh. So for the them, realness. you know that it's like, it's a job. But yeah. for that show, I mean, that's one of the top podcasts in, at, the, world. in the world. Yeah. And um, I'm so curious how much research, how much research goes into each one of their episodes mm-hmm. because they, I think they've passed a thousand episode mark Dang. or they're in like the eight hundreds or something. Like they've been doing this show for 10 years, Wow, 10 years. They've been podcasting. Yeah. They're like the godfathers of podcasting. <laughs> they're on the mountain Rushmore. So I'm just curious. And they talk about such niche topics. And when know, they're talking about and, it, it's like they are very 
and well versed and yes. expert in that moment. It makes you think about actors who play a very specific role, like a doctor. You would think then that that actor in their life now like knows something. Knows about that, yeah. Um, but they don't. <laughs> so I'm curious for the stuff you should know, guys, for Josh and Chuck. If, if it you're listening, their brain, or if like they are just the most interesting person to talk to at a you know cocktail party ever, which well, they probably are already. Because I'm curious but. about what the research is yeah, like yeah. going into an episode. Like sure. how many hours? Because they'll 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 watch movies, they'll read articles, yeah. they'll reference books. I'm just curious what yeah, that is because job, so I don't do any of that for this show. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't do any of that for this show, so it's a different kind of show. I know. I just thought that would be funny. Yeah. To put out there, although okay. we do watch documentaries and talk about them. Yeah, and I mean the conversations that we're having, it's just a different kind of show. That is yeah. probably like the fifth time we've talked about how stuff or. or um, Stuff you should know on this show. Is it? <laughs> Probably. Okay, well then, what What are... No, uh, before we go down more tangents, because I can just do tangents forever, let's get into today's topic. Okay, let's <laughs> do it. Um, we've been really inspired by listener emails. Um, if you didn't know, we love them. And then also you inspire topics, you inspire things that we do, You uh, you are a part of this community and we appreciate and love you so much. So if you do have questions or topic ideas or what have you, just want to say hi, um, email us hello at diahpodcast.com or you can go to our website, diahpodcast.com and there's a contact form or message us on Instagram at diahpodcast. We read everything and we respond to everything. In some time frame, yes. Yes. We do. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it takes us a little while, but we read, we respond to all of it. And that is something some of those podcasts that you listen to cannot say. Oh, yeah. Not responding to every single listener. Email. Hey, listen, well, I, I, I coach people on launching podcasts. And one of the most amazing things about having a, a younger show or a smaller show mm-hmm. or a niche or just a show. just a badass community show. Yes. Is that you have a competitive advantage over the big people mm. because they can't form personal relationships with every person who mm. reaches out. Mm-hmm. We can. Mm-hmm. And on my show, Having It All podcast, like I'll send videos to listeners. Like I, I you know, we want to form relationships with mm-hmm. every single one of the people mm-hmm. who reaches out and Stuff You Should Know can't do that. Although they might want to, yeah. there's just too many people. Right, right. They're too big. Yeah. And we're at this beautiful sweet spot size that if you reach out to us, like we're going to get back to you. That's what's up. That's what's up. Although, flip of that, asterisk of that. I used to pronounce that wrong for the longest time. I used to say we asterisk. Talk, we talk about it. Asterisk. Uh, there may come a day where we are not able to get to every single email. We're, we're in trending a in that direction. Fashion. So take advantage of it now, people. Is yeah. What, <laughs> is what we're saying. Uh, although I promise not to get too big for my britches. I can't speak for Matthew. I don't know. I don't know how he'll be. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. Cutie. All right. Email time. Let's do it. Ellie sent us a really cool email. So I'm going to read the whole email and then we're going to go through some of the questions that are really great in the email. Cool. She says, currently binge listening to your podcast and I'm reaching out because my husband and I have a huge sense of starting a family soon. I love this. I'm praying for twins. I'm fascinated with twins. When I was a little girl, I often wished I had a twin. So here are my questions. One, do you have any at-home birth stories of twins in your podcasts or vaginal twin births? The web is full of fear tactics, and any documentary about twins say that twin pregnancy calls for C-sections and in the hospital setting. 
Also, I live in Marietta, Georgia. That's where we live. And she says, and I'm aware you guys are in the Atlanta area. So she asks us, do you have a short list of recommended midwives? She also asks, is it wrong to ask midwives questions surrounding their religious views and spiritual convictions? She also asks, I want my body to be at peak health before conception. Do you know of any resources you can share that will encourage and help me to prepare for pregnancy? How did you choose the people you wanted present at your baby's birth? How did you, did you interview them? Did you teach them what you were learning? I love Matthew's response in episode three regarding surrounding yourself with people that did not have an ounce of fear regarding the home birth and protecting your vision by having an awareness of the totality and energy, people, and information. So correction, I said totality. I don't know why, because that word was on my brain, but she said tonality. So like mm. the tone, the energy that people were bringing. So that is a um, correction on my part. And that's from Ellie. So those are all her questions. They're really great that's questions. Awesome. So we'll go through them. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Addressing the first one, we, to my knowledge, you can correct me, but do not have a home birth of twins on the show. We have so twins. I just, yeah, I just went back and typed in twins in our podcast publisher to see what came up. Three episodes came up. I don't know if any of these, I don't think these any of these are, like you said, like a home birth story of twins. But episode 49. Lindsay Bliss. Uh, this is the 11-pound home birth baby with Natalie Bancroft and Laura uh, Fifield. Okay. That one came up. Maybe twins is in the description or something. Right. You're shaking your head now. Correct. There's, it's not a twin home birth story. Uh, Lindsay Bliss. Lindsay Bliss is the only one, yeah. to my recollection, and we can confirm this, that has mention of twin birth, yeah. um, but it was not at home. So she had a hospital birth for the because she had two sets of twins, by two the way. Two sets. Two consecutive set of twins. And the odds of that are like one in 80-something thousand, by the way. So you um, totally dig this episode. Yeah. Like, go listen to this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. It's episode it, 131. Amazing. She wrote an amazing book, so go check that out. Yeah. You know, Doula's Guide to um, Childbirth. But... um. That's, to my knowledge, up to the state, what we have as far as a twin vaginal. They were both vaginal births, by the way. So um, you can check that out um, from that perspective. The home birth of twins or multiples has certainly not been from a lack of trying. Um, for those listening who are like, yeah, why don't you have that yet? I am in the same boat. I'm like, yeah, why don't we have that yet? Um, and I'm sure now that this has been put out there, we'll get some response or someone who knows someone or someone themselves. But I would love to have a home birth of multiples um, twins on the show. So I'm sure it's coming. Uh, Ellie, just just wait <laughs> now yeah. that we've put it out there. But um as so, yeah. far as empowered conversation, I would definitely recommend Lindsay, Lindsay's episode. 
Lindsay Bliss, episode 131. And then there was another one that came up in the research, but that one was about Jay-Z and Beyonce. So Oh, think- okay. Oh, because they were having twins. And oh, that's why. There was rumor of them doing a home birth, but they didn't. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, home birth in the sense that they were going to make their home like a hospital. Which when you that. are billionaires... You uh, do that. Yeah. That's like a Tuesday. Um... Okay. So that's question number one. Yes. So what's question number two? Do you have a short list of recommended midwives um, in our area? So for those Atlanta, greater area listeners, or if you're even out in Marietta, that's where we live. Um, We're in Marietta Square all the time. I'm waiting. I'm so waiting to run into someone or something in person. Like I'm probably going to freak out more than the person, but like someone who like hears our voice maybe, or hears our name. Like when I checked in somewhere this morning, they're like, oh, what's your name? I was like, Sarah Bivens. Like the woman next to me kind of looked at me and I was like, does she? She know who I, but maybe she was just Does looking at me know weird. Who I but I was am? like waiting to be like, oh my god, do I get home? I'm like, wow, like I'm just waiting. I want that so bad. Um, um not to be like, you know, it's not because like I'm famous or anything, but just like the excitement of like I know we have listeners planted around the city, so it's just a matter of time before like, oh my god, yeah, I know who you are. Um point of that is we only interviewed one group of midwives and we just were very blessed in that we talked to them we loved them and we went with them yeah so um dawning life midwifery in the marietta kennesaw area um i'll put their website in our show notes so any of you listeners you know non-moms planning for conception or moms who are pregnant and planning their home birth or just want an amazing resource on from a midwife from midwives home birth um Debbie and Constance were amazing mm-hmm. and I would highly recommend them. So that's the only one that I can speak to though. So I don't have a, that is a very, very short list. So you asked for a short list and there you got it. <laughs> yeah. I think another great place to find, um, find that chiropractor, like yeah. a family, your holistic community holistic, or practitioner. Yeah. Because it was just, it blew my mind when we started going to the chiropractor, how many of the doctors there were either, home birth babies themselves or had done home birth and they're they're, it's a very um holistic community yeah for sure so you know if you go to a chiropractor um may want to chat with them yeah also specific to the atlanta area i i do will mention this the atlanta birthing center i think would be a great place to get connected because that's run by midwives yes so even if it's not using the birthing center maybe some of them i can't speak to this with with um confidence I, i don't know for sure but if any of them do serve in home or but i'm sure they know people who serve in home so and we've done that. some sort of event type things yeah with uh with with them yeah. throughout the city right like last year year yeah. before so they're awesome so that's number two number three i really love this question i think it's great is it wrong to ask midwives questions surrounding their religious views and spiritual convictions Absolutely not. Simple answer. Absolutely not. Especially and we didn't even ask from the perspective of is it wrong? It is absolutely not wrong. Yeah. And we didn't even coordinate that. <clears throat> it's totally cool for you to ask questions because ultimately, you know, you're going to want to work with somebody that truly resonates with you and your spirit. And if that's important to you, yeah. Then make sure that the person that, that you work with, you know, holds whatever similar beliefs you might want. Like or if we'll it's honor impor- that or we'll honor it. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's important to you, then, then ask it. Yeah, we've had women on the show, I think from both perspectives, um, one who, um, pretty sure Christian, and was interested in having a midwife who was of that faith as well, so that, you know, in the birth itself, if that meant praying together or sharing Bible verses or whatever, I think that's beautiful. I think yeah. absolutely, like, synergize on that, on every aspect that you can with this person as far as personality and, and um, values and things like that. And I think we've also talked to women who didn't really want someone who was coming from a big religious 
background or mm-hmm. wasn't bringing that to the table. It's one thing if that's your faith and what you practice, but didn't necessarily want that to be a part of the experience mm-hmm. um, in a strict religious sense. And I think that is absolutely fine as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like any midwife I would want to be working with, regardless of what her answer was and what we decided after that, I would look for a midwife who would be receptive to that kind of question, regardless yes. of what the answer was, because then I feel like it, it shows them and communicates to them the the full picture that you're considering when it comes to your birth, like the energy that people are going to be bringing there and um, what what their practice is like and who they are as people, um, because this is an intimate interaction that you're getting into with this with this care provider with your midwives whoever doula and um i i certainly would say it's not wrong i think it's great i think if it's important to you then make it a priority if it's not so much important to you i don't think it's necessarily a question you add to any routine list if it's not that important to you yeah we didn't but, ask a question yeah like we that. didn't get into any of that um but again this is your experience right you know and, and i know you have questions later on about um forming your birth team but right. you know the people that you want there, if you want them to have a certain type of vibe or want them to be open to certain things, it's totally, honestly, it's your responsibility to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you need to to to, to create the space and environment um, that you want. And that includes the people. So if it's on your spirit, absolutely ask them. Talk about it. Yeah. Anything else on that? No. Just supporting it question. and saying absolutely. I think it's a great question. Yeah. I don't, think that's come up like that in that sort of context um one two three four question number four do you know of any resources you can share that will encourage and help me to learn to prepare for a pregnancy and she's talking about in terms of you know health and being at her peak as she as she puts it oh i think there's a lot of stuff um uh, so there's some moms that we've had on the show yep right here on the show there's some great resources from yeah so which ones are those uh what comes up for me there are Becky Diaz, we spoke with her back in episode 75. She's a trainer, a mama, and so we get into some of that conversation around health and fitness all around motherhood, like all all angles and, and phases of, of it. And she has an Instagram. And yes. I think she, she would like posts like holistic workout health, mm-hmm. mama workout type stuff on yep. there. Yep. And you can get that in the show notes. Yes. So episode yes. 75. Yeah, so all of this will include links to you. And then, you know, whatever else comes up for us, or if we find something else, we'll, we'll throw it in there just for fun. Cool. Um, Deb Flaschenberg from yeah. episode 140. We talked about particularly yoga because um, she owns a yoga studio and has been a yoga practice been in her own yoga practice for a long time so i feel like using i think it's great to look at your health when you are preparing for pregnancy and then within pregnancy to look at it from a greater broader perspective than you've looked at your health before that it really is a lot more multifaceted for many reasons you're in this huge new different experience and then you also have another human inside of you oh yeah um so i just i feel like either scrapping completely how you've looked at health before or building upon it to create something new with it. I just feel like a new paradigm around health is useful when it comes to approaching your pregnancy. Because what your body needs, what your spirit needs, what your emotions and your mental health needs changes so much. Yeah. 
So that would be another great episode um, from the she, yoga kind of lane. She has a podcast. Yes. So check that out. Yeah. Yep. So that's episode 140. And recently, Jill Miller, we spoke with in episode 170, um, Tone Up Fitness, the role model, mama, um, all modules and exercises and self-care, um, particularly in self-massage uh, yeah. arena for pregnancy uh, and postpartum. And she sent us some of her equipment, yeah, some of those, great. some of those awesome like self massage yeah. balls and everything. Yeah. So that was awesome. So that's three. So it's just off the top, um, some of what I would say in terms of you know the physical aspect to address. Um, I think having someone, having a trusted resource that you have a line to, whether it's someone you get to meet personally in in person physically, or someone that you're chatting with remotely is huge. I feel like every woman should have a coach through pregnancy and, and whoever you look at that as, maybe it's your partner, maybe it is your midwife and they're kind of all encompassing, or maybe as a result of your midwife, use your midwives, use your doulas. If you, you know, if you, if you choose to go with a doula too, um, for who they work with as well, you know, those yeah. ancillary supplementary services that can support you in pregnancy. So maybe that is a trainer. If that's what that looks like for you, someone who is specifically well-versed in pregnancy training. You know, they know the ins and outs of the physical body and they know the right ways to work out a pregnant body. I think that would be amazing. Um, and you could just do a Google search of, you know, what, what would you search? Yeah, the, I would, I would search, you know, prenatal, uh, fitness, fit, wellness. You know, trainer. Yeah. yeah. Or like, tr you know, trainer, <laughs> um, certified in, you know, uh, maternity, you know, that sort of thing. Just using any of those keywords, I feel like. With your city. Yeah, within your and, city. And see yeah. that comes up, what comes up there. Yeah, definitely. And then shoot, Sarah, working with... Me. Yeah, yeah. working with, with, <laughs> I would with recommend Sarah. recommend that as well. Yeah, yeah Sarah has, uses, um, amongst so many different tools that she has, one of them uh, is a tool called the balance chart. Mm -hmm. And that is all about making some, some healthy um, deposits. A routine, a routine yeah. of, of self-care, of uh, healthy, sustainable habits. And preconception is a beautiful time to lay down those patterns, to lay down those habits so that you then maintain them through pregnancy. And then you have enough of that um, connection in your brain of the benefit you receive from doing those things and almost like that muscle memory of the things that you're doing to continue them to the best of your ability yeah. um, through postpartum because things are going to shift, of course, especially in initial postpartum. But to to keep a semblance of that as, as best you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so. never too early to start as far as laying down that, that groundwork. Yeah. And you have an amazing program. Thank you. And, uh, breakthroughs and transformations and healing and yeah. growth all over the place. So, yeah. you know, you can message us or message Sarah through mm -hmm. all the things we mentioned, but then also your website, yep. sarahbivins.com. Sarah Pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. And peak health. So when I just see that, when I think about like peak health, I'm, not just thinking about the physical body. Yeah. You know, Emotional. I think that, just looking at that starts shifting and prepares you for pregnancy, I believe. Totally. Um, so just a new context around around health. So yes, it's going to be what you eat. Yes, it's going to be how you move your body. But what are the other things that you're doing? And how are you feeding your mind? And how are you, you know, loving on your uh, emotions and your spirit? Yeah, I think it was all the work that you did physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally yeah. that really came together to um, equip you to just show up so powerfully in Maya's birth. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. And then in, in who I've, I've been and the woman I've 
evolved into since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Cool. Anything else? No. On that? This is one more question. Yeah, one more question. All right, cool. How did you choose the people you wanted present at your baby's birth? Did you interview them? Did you teach them what you were learning? So it's kind of three pronged. Oh, I love this question. Yeah, we do. We have a whole episode on it. Um, we'll look what up what episode. It's towards the beginning when we I'll talk about choosing our our birth team, but um, we'll put notes to that or a link to that in the show notes where we probably answer some of that. Um, but it'd be cool to just readdress it from, you know, new lens and new time and new perspective. Okay. So it's episode 12. Great. It's called picking your all-star home birth team. Great. All right. So I'll, how did we choose the people we wanted? First of all, we knew we wanted people to fulfill specific roles. Correct. So we wanted to have the midwives and there was three of them. There was one midwife and two apprentices. We wanted to have um, my mom there as support, but my mom wasn't there just to observe. She was there to support and provide her love, but she was also there to take care of the dogs. Oh, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so, we, so we had specific things we wanted. We wanted people there to look after the dogs. We wanted someone there to just be on top of food, preparing food, bringing food. We wanted someone there to document everything mm-hmm. in photos and video. Uh, we wanted somebody there who could support you, Sarah. Right. Who could be all about your needs. Right. We wanted somebody there who could be all about me. Yep. And if I needed anything, Absolutely. they could go and help out. And they could step in when I need to step away. Uh, and That's kind of that covered it. everybody. Yeah. And yep. so we had roles that we wanted to fill. And so we sought out powerful, loving, amazing, aligned people to fill those roles. Right. And that's how we assembled our birth team. Correct. And it was a total of eight people, including yeah. our midwives and then the people we supported. So eight plus us plus Maya meant for a packed house. It was dope. Yeah. Wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah. Wouldn't, and, for, and for that first birth, it wouldn't change a thing about first, it. First, absolutely. And at the same time, I understand that that is certainly not for everyone, the route to go um, for every woman who might not want that many people yeah. and just the, the dynamics and the energy. It did work for us. And so similar to what you said, I wouldn't change any of it. And then also going forward, just because that's what resonates with me moving forward as of right now, I would like it to be different for the second one, just to have a different experience. So I do want a little bit more intimate, less people next time around, just to throw that in there. But that's a great example of you do what you want. Yep. And stuff totally. changes. So yeah. the question was, what was the question again? Um, how did you choose? So we okay, kind of took so it that's... from the perspective of the roles we know we wanted served. And then we chose people based from that. Um, and we got some flack for it. Yeah. I got some, some pushback from my family because we didn't invite certain family members. But they didn't fit what we were wanting in those roles. Right. And we didn't want people there who were just there just to watch. Just to be there, yeah. We wanted anybody, everybody there had a specific role. And um, so that's that's what we chose and it worked for us and right. it was our decision and we stand by it 100%. Right. And we didn't interview them in the sense of, you know, we didn't like actively no. qualify them. Like we, you and I just had conversations and so we laid it out. And then once we knew we wanted those people there, I think either both of us together, depending on if that's how it worked out or if I just saw that person, if you saw that person, we, you know, slowly asked each of them to to be there. Yeah. And, you know, there was the only people accepted. we interviewed were the midwives, midwives before yes. we decided to go with their mid- midwifery practice. Correct. But with our friends and family, we simply asked them. Yeah. And we were very confident. We basically knew they were all going to say yes. Right. And then the the last question is, what tools did we give them? Did we teach them anything that we were learning? 
I think along the way, along the six months that we worked with with our midwives, uh, we definitely did teach them different things, sort of like pass down information that was um, pertinent for their role. Yeah. And just interesting things. And these folks were very invested in in our our pregnancy in general. So they were asking a lot of questions. Right. And we saw them and a lot. We saw them a lot. You know, we, we would see them multiple times mm-hmm. a week. Um, and then my mom did come to one of the um, midwife. So visits. all of them did, actually. So I was oh, going to yeah, comment that how we taught them, you know, quote unquote, what we were learning. First of all, we were clear with them on why we wanted them there. We shared that with them and mm-hmm. also made sure that they um, accepted in a sense and were comfortable with how we wanted them to serve that day and that they wouldn't just be like kicking it on the couch. They were aware of that. And it also mattered to us that all of them had witnessed a birth. So that, that I felt like was, a was, that was important and powerful for me because it wasn't going to be anything that no one had ever seen before. It wasn't yeah. going to be, you know, like everyone had been in a birth situation, either the women there had had children and the men there had witnessed their own children being born and some even other children being born. Yeah. Um, and we were clear with them on our vision and what we wanted for the experience. And we also shared with them how it would kind of flow to the best of, you know, uh, our we ability wanted. to we know shared how our, it our vision, our Yeah, and, and how they would be contacted and what we wanted them to do and all of that. So we, we were clear with all of that and shared that. And each of them had attended a midwife appointment. Um, Which and was so that cool. was important because I wanted everyone who was going to be there to have interacted and known each other. Everyone knew everyone's name, you know, particularly with our midwives and stuff that there weren't any like getting to know yous or anything like that while it was happening. Um, and so that's how I feel like they got their education, so to speak, is, you know, learning our midwife style, you know, having having met them now, had a face to the to the name. And that that was important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's everything we did. Yeah, so that's that's how we addressed our birth team. And that answers your questions, Ellie. I hope uh, we did them justice. I hope we gave you what you were looking for. And for any of you listening as well who might have similar questions or might be in that same space and you're wondering those things, I hope it could you know provide something for you in yeah. terms of our experience. But if you do have more questions or follow-ups or things you want to share about your own process and journey, um, please reach out to us. Let us know. Um, email us, hello at diahpodcast.com. Uh, reach out on Instagram, diahpodcast podcast and let us know what's going on for you yes yeah this was cool appreciate you reaching out ellie yeah this is great um again more non-moms i I love it just asking the questions yeah on top of things so it's it's a it's a beautiful thing very grateful it's really inspiring Yeah. yeah it is thank you so much for listening being a part of this community and this family of doing it at home you guys are the best and we love you and we will catch you next week Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. 
That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.